What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Gang DeHaan in the HBO miniseries I Know This Much Is True, starring Mark Ruffalo. But first, let's talk about actor Dane DeHaan. There are some people that it takes them forever to become a movie star, but Dane DeHaan was like instantly super good actor in movies like Chronicle. Chronicle was his first movie. This is the perfect movie about having superpowers, teens getting superpowers, and how it would mess them up. I mean, Dana Hans in this alongside Michael B. Jordan. This movie is fantastic. Josh Trank directed it. Yes, he went on to direct the really bad Fantastic Four movie, but Chronicle is a great movie, and a lot of it is because of Dane DeHaan. His performance in that movie is a star-turning performance. You're like, I want to see that guy be the lead in movies for the next 10 to 20 years. I mean, his character in Chronicle, Andrew, is complicated. He's dark. He's basically the villain of the movie, but you care about him because he's gone through some traumatic events in his life. And then he follows that up with a scene-stealing supporting performance in the movie Lawless. I mean, this is a movie that had Jessica Chastain, Tom Hardy, Gary Oldman, Guy Pearce, and the two people that steal this movie are Shia LaBeouf and Dane DeHaan. Their dynamic in that movie is fantastic. I mean, they are one of my favorite friendships in a movie I've ever seen. And spoiler alert, when his character dies in that movie, it is one of the saddest moments I've ever seen in a film because you care so much about that character he had a great name cricket i mean he seemed like a fun guy i mean that is just another performance where you're like who is this dane dehan guy and then he follows that up with the place beyond the pines if you have not seen this movie there are basically three leads in this movie ryan gosling part one bradley cooper part two and dane dehan part three this film was directed by derek sian france who i'll talk about later in the podcast but specifically dane dehan is giving a movie star performance in this film and no, you don't believe he's in high school, but it's such an intense performance. I mean, in a movie with Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper, it's Dane DeHaan who gives the performance of the film. I mean, him riding away on a motorcycle at the end of that movie is the perfect finish for that film. He also has some great scenes in that movie with Mahershala Ali, you know, the guy who went on to win two Oscars. That film is so underrated. The Place Beyond the Pines, you need to watch that one. Think about those first three movies Dane DeHaan is in. Chronicle, Lawless, and The Place Beyond the Pines. They all have good directors. Chronicle is directed by Josh Trank. Lawless by John Hillencoat. The Place Beyond the Pines by Derek Sian France. I mean, Dane DeHaan is working with great directors, but he's also working alongside other great actors. Chronicle has Michael B. Jordan. Lawless has Tom Hardy, Shia LaBeouf, Gary Oldman. The Place Beyond Your Pines has Bradley Cooper and Ryan Gosling. And even though all those stars are in these movies, it's Dane DeHaan who deals the show most of the time in these movies. I could not think of a better free movies to start out a career than Dane DeHaan has had. And then he co-stars alongside Daniel Radcliffe in a movie about poet Allen Ginsberg. He plays Lucian Carr, Allen Ginsberg's troubled best friend. I mean, this movie is intense. When I think about Dane DeHaan, I think of somebody who can't play a normal guy like he's a movie star but he can't play a normal human being I think that's actually a good thing to be like I can't see Dane DeHaan playing a regular businessman I think the best thing about Dane DeHaan is that he's always interesting as a performer he is not boring it is impossible for him to be boring on screen that's why he's been in so many weird movies I mean look at Life After Beth it's this weird comedy where he co-stars alongside Aubrey Plaza his ex 
girlfriend comes back to life. This movie is nuts, and it could be really bad, but because Dane DeHaan and Aubrey Plaza are giving great performances in it, it's somewhat interesting. It's not a perfect movie, like I don't love it, but I really did enjoy it for the most part. Then he's in his first blockbuster film, Amazing Spider-Man 2, alongside Andrew Garfield, and his Harry Osborn is so different than James Franco, and I actually think James Franco is a good comp to Dane DeHaan as an actor. They both played James Dean in movies. They both played Harry Osborn in movies. And like James Franco, Dane DeHaan cannot play a normal dude in a movie. Like James Franco has never been the normal guy in any movie he's ever been. They're too interesting to play normal characters. And I think Dane DeHaan suffers from that same thing. But that's a good thing. They're interesting. They're both leading men, but they're unique. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is for the most part a bad movie, but Dane DeHaan is by no means bad in it, and I think he's giving the best performance in the movie. He's going for it. That scene where he's helping Jamie Foxx's Electro escape is insane. It's the one part of the movie that's actually exciting. Then he starred in this little independent movie called Life where he plays James Dean. I absolutely love this movie. Robert Pattinson is in this movie. He's another actor who just can't play normal people. Like, I love those kind of actors. Like, I can't see them in normal circumstances. I can't see Dane DeHaan playing a normal person. He needs to play somebody complicated like James Dean, and he does a perfect job of it. In the movie, Robert Pattinson plays a photographer who's taking pictures of James Dean, and James Dean doesn't want to be famous. He just wants to be an actor. I like how this movie isn't a biopic of James Dean. It's just like a week in the life of James Dean at a time where a famous picture of him was taken. I absolutely love Dane DeHaan's performance in this movie. It's subtle. He does a voice change. It's a really good performance. I definitely recommend this movie. Nobody talks about this movie ever. Life is so good. Dane DeHaan is in it. Robert Pattinson's in it. Joel Edgerton is in it. Check out this movie. Ben Kingsley is in it. Sir Ben Kingsley is in this movie. Check out Life. Then, Dane DeHaan stars in the movie A Cure for Wellness, which is one of the strangest films you will ever see. This is directed by Gore Verbinski, the director behind the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, and this is nothing like that. DeHaan is terrific in this movie. Also, Mia Goth is excellent in this movie, and Jason Isaacs plays one of the best villains ever. I mean, this guy is known for his work in the Harry Potter franchise. Dane also starred as Billy the Kid in the movie The Kid that was directed by Vincent D'Onofrio alongside Ethan Hawke. He's also super creepy in this movie. I mean, this is the performance that I just think of when I think of Dane DeHaan. He just goes for it. He explodes on screen. He goes all out. I would not describe Dane DeHaan as a chill actor, but I'm here for it. He reminds me of those great actors that I like, like Sean Penn. He just goes for it. He commits. If he's James Dean, he's going to make you think he's James Dean. If he's Billy the Kid, he's going to act like he's Billy the Kid. It's Sounds simple, but not everyone is as good as doing it as Dane DeHaan is. I also love how there's no pattern to the type of movies he's making. I mean, he starts off with Chronicle, a science fiction movie, and then Lawless is kind of a western, and The Place Beyond the Pines is just like a serious drama. Kill Your Darlings is like a period piece. Life After Beth is like a weird comedy horror. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a superhero 
NFL franchise. Life is a drama about James Dean. A cure for wellness is like a horror, and the kid is a Western. I mean, he can do all genres. Check out the work of Dane DeHaan. He is one of the best young actors working today. I have loved this guy since I saw him in Chronicle in middle school. Like, he's just one of the most unique movie stars working today. There is not an actor on screen more interesting than Dane DeHaan. Now let's switch gears and talk about the HBO miniseries. I know this much is true. Here's a quick synopsis. Dominic Birdsey struggles to look after his mentally ill twin brother Thomas and begins to ignore his own personal life. This series is based on a novel and it is one of the best television shows of the year. And the biggest reason for that is, of course, Mark Ruffalo, who might just be the best actor on the planet. As Dominic, he's flawed, likable, angry, and fed up with how his life has ended up. I mean, this guy's just been killing it as an actor since you can count on me. I mean, his performance in that movie is, by the way, insane. And I think it relates to this work because it's about a troubled brother. Like, he keeps being in these films about siblings who have to look after one another. I mean, in that, Laura Linney cannot give up the idea that that is her brother and he needs to be a part of her life. I mean, this is a similar topic that he keeps going back to as an actor. I mean, there are moments in the show when Dominic is about to move on from Thomas, but he can't move on from him. I mean, there's a scene where a younger Thomas is moving out of their college dorm and he's telling Thomas, we're not going to be roommates anymore. And the pain of that moment he sees in Thomas's eyes, he cannot give up on him because he is his brother. There's this idea that no matter how successful you get, no matter how badly you want to move on from them, it's impossible to move on from a sibling because of that bond that you share. Ruffalo plays both twins, Thomas and Dominic. For the most part, he plays Dominic. He's like the lead of the show. I would be shocked if Mark Ruffalo does not win an Emmy Award for his performance in this miniseries. There will not be a better acting performance all year. It seems like since Avengers Endgame, Mark Ruffalo is going back to the near gritty things that made him a great actor. He's been in Dark Waters, a movie directed by Todd Haynes, who's one of the best directors in the world, and this HBO miniseries, I Know This Much Is True, directed by Derek Sianfrance. While I like him in blockbusters and I like him playing the Hulk, I think he works best in these kind of movies and TV shows. I mean, it's fine if he wants to do the sequel to Now You See Me, but I just hope Mark Ruffalo keeps working in these small, gritty, dramatic performances because there's no one better at doing them than Mark Ruffalo. Let's talk about the rest of the all-star cast of this incredible miniseries. Katherine Hahn is in this show as Mark Ruffalo's love interest. She is incredible in this show. I mean, she's just been killing it since Step Brothers. She was in Spider-Verse a couple years ago. I mean, her career has taken an interesting path. She's become well-known in comedies like Bad Moms, but she can seriously hold her own in dramatic moments on screen. Then you have Rosie O'Donnell, who's surprisingly really good in the show. Again, I've loved her before in movies like A League of Their Own, but you forget that she's a good actress because of her public life of being a talk show host that I don't quite care for, but she's had a bit of a renaissance as an actress these last couple of years. She was in the sitcom Smilf, which starred Frankie Shaw on Showtime. That was a hit show, and now she's in I Know This Much Is True. She has great 
chemistry with Mark Ruffalo on the show. And you have one of my favorite actresses, Imogen Poots, who you might know from The Art of Self-Defense. She is a really good actress. She plays Mark Ruffalo's crazy girlfriend on the show. I mean, she really goes for it. She's an actor on the rise. I mean, she was in Popstar, Never Stop Popping, where she was the ex-girlfriend of Andy Samberg's character. I mean, she's had a really interesting career. I expect big things from Imogen Poots moving forward. And comedian Rob Hubble is on the show, and this guy gives his best work in dramas. I mean, he was in The Descendants with George Clooney. He was in Miss Stevens with Lily Rabe and Timothy Chalamet and Lily Reinhardt. I mean, that movie is insanely underrated. And in this, for a comedic actor, he shines brightest in dramas. Now I need to talk about the director of the show, Derek Cianfrance. I love every single thing this guy works on. His first two movies are insanely good. They both should have been Oscar nominated. Blue Valentine, like a dark love story starring Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling. And then you have The Place Beyond the Pines, which I talked about before with Dane DeHaan. I mean, those two movies are fantastic. And he makes movies and TV shows that look magical. He makes real life reality look magical. The look of his movies and shows are insane. He makes normal everyday life look unreal. He also gets great performances from great actors. I mean, Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine. Dane DeHaan, like I said, in The Place Beyond the Pines. And now Mark Ruffalo in this. He just knows how to get the best out of movie stars. These performances feel real, raw, and intense. I mean, personally, Ryan Gosling might be known as the guy from La La Land and Crazy Stupid Love, but his performances in the two Derek Cianfrance movies he's been in, The Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine, have been two of my favorite performances he's ever given. A Derek Cianfrance movie or show feels alive. Here are some things that I absolutely loved about the show. How the flashbacks connect to the future are brilliant. Like, there's a connection there. The flashbacks make sense. They connect to the main plot in a way that's really meaningful to watch. Also, the arc for the character of Dominic, I mean, the burden of caring for Thomas is real for Dominic, but he almost kind of uses it as an excuse for times to improve himself. It's not on purpose, but he kind of starts to begin to ignore his own issues. Like at times in this show, there are times where Dominic ignores something until it becomes way too intense and in the moment, it all comes out his true feelings about a subject. I think that's something we can all relate to, like we all hide stuff and then something serious really does happen and then the truth comes out and it's not in the way that we want it to come out. I think that's the character of Dominic. He hides his feelings until they have to come up and when they do, it's messy. For instance, Dominic doesn't tell his stepfather his true feelings about him until the end of the show. The viewer knows how Dominic really feels about his stepdad the entire time watching the show, but it's not revealed until the like sixth and final hour of the show. I also like that the show tackles this idea of like how far do you go for a sibling or any family member. I mean, Dominic will clearly go to the ends of the earth to help out Thomas at the risk of his own personal life. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it's seriously, the show will make you question that. And at times, if you put that much pressure on yourself as the savior of someone, I think that pressure really got to Dominic, and then the end, it becomes dire. But Dominic had the burden of being literally the only person who cared for Thomas 110% the entire time. This show is 
is dramatic and it's not for the faint of heart, but it's totally worth it. Anyone can relate to this story. We all have someone we would go to the end of the world for no matter what the cost. I think the fact that Dominic and Thomas are twins makes it harder. Like when Thomas struggles, it's like Dominic does. That's a unique bond. I'll say this. Most shows finales are weak. They are the weakest part of the show. This show builds and builds and builds to something and its finale is spectacular. It's the best piece of television I've seen on year. Like the show is on fire on that final episode. It was so, so good. Dominic finally confronts all of his emotional baggage all at once and everything is resolved in a way that makes 100% sense if you've been watching the entire time. It doesn't try to neatly tie things up and make things cute. It like makes sense to the show how the show ends. Like Derek Cianfrance never loses sight of what the show is actually about and how the show is going to end. Like it all makes sense. And yes, this show is based on a novel so it should be easy for it to end but I think the ending of things is the hardest part about TV shows. Even shows based off of novels don't end the way you want them to. This show had the perfect ending because there were moments where you thinking back about the past episodes and everything was connecting the dots into the way like you were solving a mystery of some sort. I think it's hard to make a show like this about a subject matter that's dark, but also make it entertaining. And Sian France does a brilliant job at doing that. You are compelled to watch the entire time because you want to learn about the family of the Birdsies. You want to know more about Dominic's past. You want to know more about Thomas, why he is the way he is. You want to learn more about this family. The show like brilliantly gets you into the headspace of the character. Like there are scenes where Dominic tells his therapist that his family is cursed and you have to believe that he 100% believes that his family is cursed and once you learn that family history, you're like oh yeah, this guy might actually be cursed. Of course he's not but you believe that character believes that. He's been through something that makes you believe that his family could be cursed. If you don't believe that, the show doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is the definition of a perfect miniseries. You have this complicated character in Dominic who cares for his brother. Like, there are some really good things about Dominic, but there are also some things that you want to figure out why he is the way he is. Like, he has a dark side and through the six hours, you really get to learn why he is the way he is and how he can better himself like there's a real reason why this guy works better in a miniseries than if this were a movie i also think derek sian france understands that the biggest struggle you can have in life is family struggle you can get over financial struggle you can get over career struggle but it is family struggle that will haunt you for the rest of his days and all of his work are basically about that blue valentine is about that plays beyond the pines is about that and i know this much is true is definitely about that. There is no quick fix to familiar struggles. I just think this show had everything going for it. A great actor in Ruffalo, a great underrated director in Derek Sianfrance. There was no way this show wasn't going to be great and it was better
better than my expectation for it was going in. It was way better because it was meaningful. Like you can't expect what you're going to see from something directed by Derek Cianfrance. You can expect something, but you're not going to get it. You're going to get the unexpected. Like you can go into Blue Valentine thinking this is going to be the most romantic movie of all time. And then it turns into something else, something more meaningful. The Place Beyond the Pines, you expect it to go somewhere. It goes into something completely different. It has three leading characters, like something you've never seen before. He gives you the unexpected and he gives you meaningful each and every time in a way that you don't quite expect it, but you almost need it. I loved every second of it. Mark Ruffalo, again, is fantastic. Again, great female performances from Rosie O'Donnell, Imogen Poots, Catherine Hahn. And I can't reiterate this enough. There's no show that looks better than this. It might be a show about ordinary life, but it looks cinematic in scale. Like, it looks epic. The look of it is just glamorous. There's no other movie or miniseries like it. Definitely check out I Know This Much Is True. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on actor Dane DeHaan in the HBO miniseries I Know This Much Is True. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actress Carrie Mulligan and the movie Shirley starring Elizabeth Moss. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 